Headliner Radio, the creative voice. Today we're welcoming singer-songwriter James Morrison onto the podcast, whose debut single, You Give Me Something, propelled him into the charts in 2006. He's been steadily releasing albums ever since, as well as writing for artists including Demi Lovato, and Kelly Clarkson and more. He's just released his greatest hits album and is about to go on a UK and European tour and he's performing at a Perfect Day festival in Exeter in July, which is a one-day festival. So we're just catching you before you head off on tour, aren't we? So thanks so much for joining us today. It's a pleasure. Honestly, it's such a pleasure to talk to you. I cannot tell you how many times I listened to my undiscovered CD, which feels oh, yeah. like a really dated thing to say now about listening to a CD, oh, doesn't it? That's <laughs> good that you still got it. <laughs> yeah, I moved house recently. I've been going through all of my boxes of stuff and I thought, oh, CDs, like my car doesn't even have a CD player anymore. How times change. Yeah, I know. I know. It's funny, isn't it? Mental. Like, yeah, that's the way it goes. Like, even like for me being a kid, it's changed so much. Like I used to have tapes in my car. Tapes. I think I had a tape in my first car, actually. Yeah, I did. I had a pile of tapes in my passenger seat, just that I used to just reach into and be like, mm, what's this one? <laughs> and that was how it used to be. <laughs> it was, wasn't it? Do you know what? Someone actually smashed the window of my piece of crap first car once, but they left the tape player in there. That's how bad it was. Oh, they didn't want to even steal yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's bad if they leave it. <laughs> I know, that hurts. That does hurt. So, uh, <laughs> well, um, how are you anyway? Where are we speaking to you from? Are you good. at home? Um, yeah, I'm at home, yeah, on a nice sunny day, actually. Um, sunny? Yeah, Where are I'm you? really good. You can't be I can't lie. Are you in the UK? I'm really excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm in Gloucestershire, in the countryside, so it's nice. Oh, it's not it sunny down like here. It's like Cowpoo and Possibility. <laughs> and Possibility, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's an interesting spin on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's more possible. I don't know, it just seems, anything seems more possible when the weather's good think yeah well you must Seems be getting all the good stuff down there it's all gray uh in kent oh no oh no <laughs> well, it's nice in kent though it's nice in kent some parts some parts but um <laughs> what is it so what's going on with you at the moment like what is a typical day in the life of james morrison looking like so i know you've got your tour <laughs> coming up. it's so soon isn't it so i guess this is even different from you uh, uh over the last couple I mean, of years it can be a mix from anything from looking after the kids and just doing normal stuff like <laughs> how you know take my daughter to school because she's missed the bus or it can be like promo and doing, you know, or I'm in the studio or it can be any of or all of that. But yeah, at the minute, it's just been a lot of um, a lot of Zoom calls um, for pro- promotion, a lot of TV um, and a lot of like acoustic performances in sort of HMV, trying to promote my album really. But it's been fun because I've been meeting a lot of people. So it's been good to sort of finally meet people after so long of not really sort of having that interaction really. Mm. generally with my fans I mean you yeah, know I have course, seen yeah. people but um, <laughs> you know just like hearing them talk about the album they're telling me how, how they've listened to it and it's just nice to get a little bit of feedback now it's finally out so it's, that's been good it's been fun it's been fun playing live again I just I love playing live music I'm about to go on tour so it's good Yes, you are, aren't you? And yeah, I was listening to your Greatest Hits album yesterday because before I interview anyone, I usually always listen to their music anyway, more just as, oh, so that way. I know what's going on. But I genuinely yeah. listened to it um, many times in a row yesterday when I was working and when I was making dinner. Um, I oh, loved it really? and I love that you've re-recorded them as well. I didn't realise at first um, that's what you did. I thought maybe they were not live recordings, so they've got that kind of sound to them, haven't they? Yeah. So I really liked that you did that. Yeah, well, it just felt like it was the right thing to do. I just For me to get excited about it, I've been singing those songs for a long time. So to get in the studio and make new 
versions of them was just like I, I just wanted to make a new album at that point. I didn't really want to have to do a greatest hit. So um the fact that I got the opportunity, I thought I'd turn it around and do something with it that I want to do. So I get excited. So it's not this feeling of like, oh, you know, I've done all that already and not really excited about people hearing the same songs that I've heard for years. So I just thought, yeah, it's good. Good to sort of update it and make it feel more fresh and just more lively and more in the room and more, you know, just to update the emotion in the songs as well, you know, and, mm. and just put a new spin on it a little bit. So there's, there's, there's some life to them again. Yeah, do you still enjoy performing your songs as much as you did? I suppose it's just natural for any artist. The, you know, the more albums you release, the more you perform each song. Do you still have that love for them, the early ones in yeah, particular? Yeah, it's like um, I suppose they're like family members in a way. Like, do you love them unconditionally? But that you know, sometimes ah, like, oh, bloody hell, this is annoying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I don't know. <laughs> they're like old friends you know that are slightly annoying but you love them you yeah. know they can be it's like most of the time I, I um I, I just appreciate it now I'm a bit older and I've, I've sort of traveled the world a few times playing music with these songs they just sort of become more a part of you I don't know it's weird it's like because when when I when I wrote them I was young and I didn't really you know I just threw caution to it and I just sort of just tried some it and then and then all of a sudden 15 years later they're like a massive part of your life and other people's lives. Uh, and it's weird. It's quite weird. <laughs> mm. And in particular, like, for instance, when you wrote um, You Give Me Something, can you remember, well, you probably can, where did you write that? I mean, was it a quick song to write? And given that it's, one, you know, what it's gone on to do as well? Um, well, the initial idea was sort of, yeah, you know, I, I had a little idea at the start of a day writing with someone else. Um, and the day wasn't going very well. And I tried, I played them the idea and they didn't really like it. So I was like, all right, no worries. And then the next guy I went to, I didn't have any ideas. So I was like, I've only got this one thing that I tried yesterday, but no one liked it. And I, I played it to him and it was quite sweet. It was more like, will you stay with me in the morning and will you hold me when I sleep? It was more, more sort of inseparably sweet. Um, and then we changed it. So it was a little bit more sort of um, truthful you know, more unwilling to sort of, I don't know, like the, the first sort of buds of love of when it's a bit scary and you don't know what's going to happen, and but you know you've got feelings for each other and that sort, that sort of thing. Mm. And, um, yeah, it just came together really quick. It came to, the, the initial idea came together quick, but it took us a couple of days to sort of figure out the movements of the chords and stuff, going into the choruses and stuff like that. But it, it was initially like a day or two at most. And then we sort of um, parked it for a bit and came back to it, put horns on it and stuff like that. And then it became what it is. Mm. But yeah, it's funny. I never really thought it would be like my first single or album. No. I just thought I liked it enough to go, yeah, that's all right. I like the chord movements in it. But singing, still singing it um, 15 years later, it's kind of, I think it's more my trademark tune than Broken Strings or any of the other ones. Um, yeah. I just like it. Has um is broken strings and the more I suppose the way to say it is commercially successful the most streamed however people measure yeah, that these days yeah, yeah. exactly yeah and and people do actually w want me to, like I tried taking it out of the tour and people were just cheering it at the end of the set like you've got to sing it <laughs> you've got to yeah so uh, I just I tried to I tried to please the fans and play what they want to hear really because I've been to gigs where they don't play the song you want to hear and it is annoying. 
Well, yeah, because sometimes you think they must surely be saving it for the encore. Yeah, you just like, just play it. <laughs> just do it, James. Are you going to have any duets yeah. for that one or are you going to do the whole song yourself? Uh, well, yeah, this this time, I think uh, because of the song, the way we, we recorded it, it was more like, a, um, you know, more like the original song that I wrote. It was never meant to be a ballad. So, But the good thing about it is I can pull people in if I need to. You know, if I if I if I change my mind one day and I want to do it as a duo, I can do that as well. So I don't know really. I'm I'm really um I haven't really fully decided yet. But yeah, I think initially the way that it's recorded is me on my own. So I'll try both. Okay, cool. And then I know one of the new songs on the greatest hits album is um so it's Don't Mess with Love, isn't it? So when did you write yeah. that one then? Obviously I'm guessing more recently and what was the inspiration yeah. for this one? That was through lockdown. Um, I was just doing writing sessions while there was not, not much going on. Um, and so, yeah, and it just came out of that, really. It just came, it sounded like one of those old school sort of classic sort of, I don't know, it just sounded like a old school classic song to me. And and Don't Mess With Love was that um, Rachel Furner, she's a really good pop melody R&B writer. And she had the title and I just thought, oh yeah, don't mess with love. I quite like it. It's tongue in cheek. It's just like, yeah, don't mess with it. If it's like, if it's, if it's real good, then you don't need to mess around with it or start putting pressure on it or all that sort of stuff. I just thought it was tongue in cheek, but I liked it. There's some quite good sort of life lesson sort of lines in there. And I just thought it was, I, I just liked it. It reminded me of old school stuff that I used to like when I was a kid listening to the radio or I don't know. Like old school sort of summer jams or something. It's slightly R and B, but but more sort of it's got a pop chorus, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. And then, um, so if you compare this song, for instance, with some of your older songs, do you think what's inspired your music, or you know that sort of thing, has that changed over the years or matured as you have? Yeah, I think I've just got a better understanding of how to get what I want, I think. Um, in the start, I didn't really, you know, I had my voice and I'd sang a lot of different songs in in my youth and open mics and sort of busking. And, and I'd only just started writing when I got my deal. So I, was, I still feel like even though I'm 10, 15 years into the game, I'm still sort of finding my way with, with writing and sort of finding how to make the music that I want to make rather than doing sort of, you know, in the early days, I suppose I was just slightly doing an impression of music that I liked. And I guess now I know how to sort of get it a little bit more sort of on the nose, you know. Mm. Yeah, I suppose that's kind of thing you learn with experience. I mean, that's what I say to myself. Whether that's the truth or not is another thing. But I'm, you know, I'm I'm more sort of invested into it. And I sort of, I don't know, I guess... um, you know, when you when you when you get a bit older, you just want to write about stuff that's real and sort of not so poppy, more just sort of it feels good. And I'm getting to understand how to get that. And that's that's satisfying for me as an artist, you know. And mm. I'm getting played on radio. So it's good. It's not like I'm getting I've not I'm not ever gonna always have like smash hits, but I'll have songs that people like that they take into their life and sort of and they play them. And and that's that's more important to me than having like number one hit singles and stuff yeah absolutely and I was going to ask about the radio does it still feel just as exciting when you hear for instance maybe a newer track or one of your new yeah, singles on the radio yeah. as it did then yeah 
Yeah, buzzing. I'm so I never take it for granted. It's like it still feels like such a magical thing that I was I'm I'm an you know, I was a I'm a no one really. I'm a nobody from a nowhere town and and I had no prospects and it was all against me and I've managed to figure out how to do something I love for a living and make money at it. And, and and be able to feed my kids and not worry about all the shit I had to worry about when I was a kid. And that is just winning. It's just massively winning to me. Mm. And every time I step on stage and I sing, I just love it. I love it for the purity of it. And I love just singing because it moves people. And I just fucking love it. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking love it. I think that's going to be the, the title. I do, though. <laughs> I do. I love it. I love being in the, in the moment of, like, being on stage and hearing a crowd sing back and, and they're giving it something. They've got good energy and you're just, you're all in it together. And, you you know, that, that sort of sense of community and sort of, you know, especially these days when everything's so sort of, um, you know, sort of you know separate and there's all everyone's in different groups and it's nice when you just get a crowd of people and they're all in it as one you know and I, and I love that aspect of it I, lo- I love it when you're all in it together yeah yeah and how much have you missed I mean it sounds like a super obvious question but that whole performing live side of things which has just been completely gone over the last couple of years I know it's starting to come back now and obviously you're about yeah. to go on tour I know it's so exciting it's like it's like you know it's like having a sort of I don't know what the right analogy is, but it's like, you know, I'm looking at all my instruments piled up in my studio and I'm like, they haven't been played in a while. And it's like having a bike that you don't ride. Like Ross, when he says to Phoebe, you know, about riding the bike well. It's, it's like having a bike you don't ride. It just sits there. It's like the same feeling, like when you've got this music and you can play and you can, and that's what, and you do it because you love it when you're not doing it. It just points out how much you love it even more. Mm. I think I did three gigs about four months ago, and I just, it just, I was buzzing for about two weeks afterwards just because of those three gigs. Just like, just being, even being at a gig is is exciting for me, just as exciting. Like when I've got a drink in my hand and I'm watching a band and now I'm going to love play live, it's such a good feeling. Mm, absolutely and I think everyone's missed that so yeah, people that come to see definitely. you on tour as well probably be even more excited than they usually would just to actually you know I think we all took it for granted and what was normal yeah, for us didn't 100%. we? hundred percent yeah and I think music is such a powerful thing it moves you in such a subconscious way that people need that part of it you know like they don't want to be thinking about stuff we've had to think about stuff for so long I think if you just get those little moments where you can forget everything for an hour, then it really helps your mind and your soul. And, and, and you know, it's like camping. If you go camping or you're in touch with nature again for a day, you go to the beach or whatever. That's why I like where we're, we're is it it's Powderdom, isn't it? What, sorry? Is it, it's, it's Powderdom Castle. Oh, is that, that's the, um, a perfect day? Yeah. The castle, I can't remember the name of the castle, but I know it's in Exeter. Yeah, it's a nice one. It's good. Well, it's going to be stunning, isn't it? Yeah, it's an amazing day out. Last time I was there, I was enjoying myself so much that I forgot I was playing the gig. (laughs) (laughs) I was drinking beers with my mates and then my tour manager was like, James, the gig. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, well, it's easy to get carried away, isn't it? Did you make it on stage? (laughs) I did, and it was an amazing gig. Yeah, it was a really, really good gig. I loved it. 
It was just such a nice, beautiful setting. And 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 the day's just a really nice day, especially if it's in July. It's good weather, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, fingers crossed, you never know. But it sounds like it's really good. It's sort of like a one-day festival. So it's David Gray, Tom Adele, you, of course. Exactly, yeah. Exeter, I love all of them. hopefully Sun. They're all, they're all really good artists. I like, I like David Gray a lot. And Tom Adele is amazing. I've, I've played gigs with him before, and he, he's got really good... He's got loads of good songs. He sings the crap out of it. And he's really good, but he gets the crowd going, like real punky sort of vibe he's good mm. well let's hope you um manage to make it onto the stage don't get carried away with the beer yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. i think people I don't learned. mind it as long as you I've turn up a lesson now i learned a lesson <laughs> i still i wasn't drunk but i was just enjoying myself so much that i completely forgot about the gig <laughs> i was just like oh yeah at least that shows you're relaxed about it. Do you not get nervous anymore then? Or That's the first time that's ever happened to me, to be fair. But yeah, I always get nervous, yeah. But I, ju- I just, um, I make the decision beforehand to turn it into, like, excitement. And I can normally pull myself around, I think. You know, it's like fight or flight. I just think, well, I, if I'm going to go up there, I'm going to enjoy it and I'm going to do it because I love it, not because I'm scared or, mm. you know. And obviously it's took me a long time to get it in my head that if they're, if they're there, they're there because they want to be there. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> you know, I'm, true. I've yeah. always got this, you know, because I was, I used, to, I, I used to play in open mics, and not necessarily everyone there is going to like you. So that's where you know I always have that sort of frame in my mind when I'm going on stages that maybe everyone not isn't there just because they want to be there. So I've got to earn it, and that's where the fire comes from. Mm. It's like I'm like, okay, there's probably people there that don't like it or. Or, or I haven't bought tickets, especially for me, but they're there. So I'm like, right, I'll just try and sing the best I can sing just to get them on board so they know I'm doing it for the right reasons. And, you know, and normally by the end, I've got... Okay. <laughs> you're like, hmm, I'm not sure. <laughs> Sorry, I thought, you'd pa- I thought you were pausing shit. dramatically. Jimmy, Bab. <laughs> I thought you were pausing dramatically, James. Yeah, I liked it. It was very it worked. <laughs> So I did. So what? Uh, so your tour as well? That's that's March tenth, is it? So that's when it's starting. Yeah. Oh, that's March really 10th. soon. Yeah, soon. Yeah. Ah, how are the preparations going? You all rehearse. You're good. The preps. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. We. I, I had a couple of days the other day um, rehearsing with them. It was really fun. Yeah, I had a good couple of days. I think it's going to be a good show. Mm. Um, yeah. As always. I mean, yeah. I change it up. I try and change it up. Um, each time I go on tour, so that there's different songs in there, and and, and actually all the versions that we've are recorded recently are different anyway. So yeah, it's good. I think people will enjoy it because they get the songs that they know, but they're played slightly different. So it's not like oh, this is the same thing again. Mm. So it's good. And you're going to be playing yeah. broken strings, yeah, because you know you don't want the audience getting yeah, angry. Yeah, of course, of course. I just I'm there to please the fans. Of I course. 100%. I want to hear them singing along. They're so good at singing that one. Yeah. It's a good one for the crowd. It's sing. such a great sing-along, that one. Yeah, yeah. Great so, for the yeah, harmonies as well. Put that in there. Yeah. yeah, exactly, yeah. Absolutely. There you go. What about, um, which, which songs do you still like to perform live the most? Do you have a few favourites that you think, oh, every time it might be an older song, but actually, no, I'm loving this. This is one of my favourite ones to do. Yeah, there's like, there's a few that are like just little sort of, every time you play them, they're like little rockets and you can just go straight through the tune, like, and it's big and it sounds exciting. Um, there's a few, to me anyway, that do that. Um, Wonderful World is good for that. Yeah. Or nothing ever hurt like you. Or um, I'm actually really enjoying pieces don't fit at the minute. 
Because okay. it's more, it kicks off like way more than it ever used to at the end. And I think it suits the song. It's good. Mm. It's a little bit more sort of, um, it's tragic, but it's rocky at the same time. Whereas it used to just be tragic. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's quite a sad uh, so, song, that one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But I like I like sort of sad with mixed with a bit of sort of venom in there. And uh, and that's, where, yeah, I don't know. I just like it when you get that sort of, you both get both angles. Mm. In the song, sort of the bitter side of of sort of uh, rejection, as well as just the rejection, rather than the lovely side of rejection that we all. Love. Yeah, but then I've got some sunny <laughs> songs as well, you know. So it's like, I, even if I'm writing about something that's slightly sad, I try and dress it up so it makes you feel good at least. Yeah, uh, like there's a bit of hope at the end. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't like too much misery. Uh, so yeah, yeah I think the, the show's a good mix of like all those different emotions and the band they just like, I've been playing with them for years they're just so good and I enjoy we, we, we're like an organic thing we're, it's not like one of those sort of acts where you have a band just backing the singer and it's awkward and it's a bit sort of pop I don't know um, my band's more traditional like we are a unit when we go out on tour and and we enjoy it, and we enjoy interacting with each other as a band, so it's good. It's, it's the, I've got the best of both worlds. I'm a solo artist, but I've got a band, mm. and, and I've always wanted a band. So I love going on tour because of that reason, because I've got like the full shebang behind me. Mm. And have they been the same band that you've had since the beginning? No, not exactly, but probably since 2008, I've had the same, pretty much the same drummer, um, Neil Wilkinson. Same bass player, Matt Round. Uh, I've got a new guitar player that I've had for the last five, six years. Conor McDonald, he's amazing, Irish guy. And I've got um, the same organ player I've had since 2008, and he's Rich Milner. He's amazing. He's one of the best organ players in the country. He's ridiculous. And my whole band, I like that. You know, they're just proper good players, and and they know how to dress up the sound so that they support me in as much as they need to and, and drive it as much as they need to. It's good. Mm. it's a good show even if I wasn't a part of it I would like to see that band play because they're good mm. what with just no one singing <laughs> just the well, audience yeah they probably need someone to say you could step up I reckon you sound like you know you might have some harmonies there well I don't know if yeah. anyone wants to hear them I'll give it a go <laughs> <laughs> give us a little uh, give us a little test I'll, I'll tell you if you maybe if off air <laughs> I'd rather not um, sing to James Morrison while I'm recording it oh come on I'm not, I'm, not too, I'm not that judgy you're not going to go with Simon Cow on me? No, of course not. Okay, okay. Maybe another time. Well, I am going to probably come and see you on tour, actually. I've seen you performing in Folkestone, which is sort of near me. So, oh, yeah, nice. Um, yeah, I, would, I can't wait to go and see that and obviously uh, see all the new tracks that you're doing. And Yeah, no, um, it'll be nice to weather by then, hopefully. I well. hope so, yeah. I hope so. And are you doing other festivals this year as well, if there are even that many um, on yet? I think I am doing a few. I think there was talk of doing Wildwood, but I'm not sure, actually, because everything's been so up and down with getting moved and, and sort of uh, pre-booked, like, you know, booked again later on in the year. I've got a few things in few, through July, actually. I'm doing a gig with uh, Westlife. Nice, <laughs> and okay. And I'm doing some gigs with, um, I think I'm doing some gigs with Paloma Faith. Yeah. And I've got a gig with Will Young at Kew Gardens. Cool. So I've got a few bits and bobs going on. Um, and if I've got festivals, I can't remember where they are, to be fair. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, I've You're, got enough someone will tell you. to be excited about playing music again this year, 100%. Yeah, okay, that's good. Um, well, James, I think that's a nice note to end on. I've gone over your promised 20 minutes as well. So oh, that's all right. I'm going to no cut you loose. Um, but it's, honestly, it's been such a pleasure. It's really nice to hear that you're still um loving performing just as much as you did because it's not the case with all artists some people no no yeah it. sometimes it's a bit of a mission for them and they're all that it's, it's just a, there's a lot of headache that comes with the job i guess and i'm lucky that i do it mainly for the music part of it mm. and all the other stuff is slightly annoying whereas for some they like all the celeb stuff and the music's the bit that they're like oh i've got to do this um, whereas I love it mm. no that, I think that comes across as well so um, yeah well best of luck with the tour um, especially you've got to get up and do some more practicing or whatever make sure it's all prepped <laughs> with the band so <laughs> <laughs> well I don't know what goes into it I assume you've got to do rehearsals or something I just sort of dance about in my living room look in the mirror and throw shapes yeah, I'm sure that doesn't stress out the team at all. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what's going on, guys. Don't worry. What got this really good doing? dance for you. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. I'll, uh, I'll sort it out. I'll be ready. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Just not too many beers before. Well, you won't make that mistake. No, that's again. it. No, just, I won't have any beers before. <laughs> <laughs> everyone else will, though. That gets the yeah, bricks in the it. mood to yeah. watch a gig. As long as I'm not drunk and everyone else is, it's fine. Okay, the beers after then. Okay, brilliant. All right, thanks so much, James. Um, I will Absolute look forward pleasure. to seeing you live then later this year. Have a nice day. You too. You too. Enjoy the sunshine yes. over there. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> okay, bye, James. Headliner Radio, supporting the creative community.